thanks for listening. Um, thanks for joining us today um, uh, at the ProX Living and Working Abroad site. We're doing a series of uh, emails uh, and blogs which are looking at uh, specifically capital gains tax for uh, expats living and working abroad. And this is what we're aiming to, to cover now. So um, <clears throat> I'm using a different camera, so I'm having to get used to looking at the camera. So if I, I appear distracted, apologies for that. Um, what we've done is we're, we're looking at when capital gains tax applies for, for expats living and working abroad. And we're doing a series over this, this uh, 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 four webinars looking at the specific instances of what it is and when it, when capital gains tax applies and how much it's going to be and what are the planning opportunities for an expat to uh, organise their, their family's property and business and investments uh, to pay the right amount of tax but not too much. Uh, so planning to keep the the profits of investments and business and savings with the family and not pay the tax man. So let, let's go into it. This uh, webinar is specifically looking at uh, when capital gains tax uh, is applied. So if you've got any questions, go into the chat, ask those questions and we'll try and chat in the answers. I've got my backup team online uh, to support you. Um, and, and obviously with Google's YouTube channel, we can come back to those questions later on to help support you. If you need any more information, we offer a free review and a chat live service at projectpartnership.co.uk. So come and chat to us um, uh, and ask more detailed questions. If you do need advice and guidance, then obviously you can contact us at projectpartnership.com. Um, so today's question, is when is capital gains tax applied? So what we're specifically looking at is in in tax generally, when is capital gains tax applied? This would apply to any country around the world. Now there might be some exemptions, there might be some higher rates and lower rates um, and different issues. I, we understand that, but we're looking at it generally. Then we're looking at specifically on UK law and how that applies to expats and how it applies to UK residents. So expats that are leaving on the sale of business or property, for example, or um, expats that are returning, having completed a contract uh, from a, a shorter or longer period of uh, investment abroad, what, what is their tax impact and how is that gonna work? So that, that's what we're looking at uh, today, quite specifically. So first of all, we're looking at generally. Uh, when is capital ga uh, gains tax applied? Capital gains tax is applied uh, when something of value is sold. Now, um, that 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 something of value can be uh, can be anything. Can be anything that uh, is a real value. So we're not talking about income that you've earned. We're not about income that the company's earned. We're talking about a, a capital gain. So you could buy a share. And, and sell it uh, 10 years later to profit, that's a capital gain that can be taxed. You can buy a property that can increase in value, that can be taxed. Um, you can build a business from scratch and, and sell it uh, or, or uh, um, um, 
list it on the market for shares, and that is a capital gains uh, taxable event. So, um, but also, if if you make a collection uh, of something that's rare uh, and valuable, that that in itself can become a, 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 a capital gain and a taxable event. If you if you're uh, making a, a cryptocurrency investment and you're selling out, that sale is a capital gains event. Okay, so it's important to be aware of that. And and what we're talking about is when you invest in crypto uh, tokens, um, and and you exchange those tokens back into cash into your bank, there's a capital gains tax event. Now, if you're trading. Um, where you're buying and selling cryptocurrency, that that is that is not a capital gain. If you're receiving uh, 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 crypto tokens for uh, investment um, of a sort of for sales um, as a business income, that is income tax that is due for income taxes and social insurance. So, cryptocurrencies are involved in income. And capital gains tax. In this instance, with the, 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 today's topic, it's, it's if you're selling at a at a capital profit. So you need to keep a record of all your uh, transactions for your cryptocurrency uh, to refer and use those later on. Um, whenever those uh, that sale of that property, that company uh, share, that. Uh, a business uh, transfer on on the stock markets, uh, or like cryptocurrency or the investment holding, any anything like that, is it's a, a notable ev- event, and the exchange or the registry or the broker or the agent will report that taxable event into the into the tax offices, and in this connected world with anti-money laundering regulations and exchange of information between tax officers, it's important that you keep precise records so you don't end up getting taxed twice or three times or at a higher rate. The worst thing for expats is you could be living in a, a one jurisdiction expecting to, say, pay 10% tax, and because you haven't reported it right or, or managed the, the sale and the assets correctly, you'll easily end up paying 20, 30, 40% in, in a, another jurisdiction or your home country. Um, <clears throat> the, the people that pay the capital gains tax is, is the, the registered tax beneficiary. Um, and this is, again, it's a, an interesting area that's evolving with, with the anti-money laundering exchange of information. So if the individual holds the shares or the property or the business in his name and sells them, that is a capital gain for them. But the taxable entity could be your company, your holding company, it could be a family trust or a foundation, it could be a charitable trust or a foundation. There's lots of different ways of holding those assets for, for the benefit of, of someone. Uh, so there's many ways, uh, that, many things that capital gains uh, uh, are taxed on um, and you need to be aware of that and plan ahead because these could be your life investment and it could be your your majority of your wealth and you need to manage uh, to protect your family and your income when you're living and working abroad and relocating overseas and say if you've got any questions contact us at
www.hopepartnership.com. So let's move on more specifically now. What I want to look at is from the point of UK, what, what do they specifically tax uh, for capital gains? Because there's some interesting changes that have been made since um, April 2020 on property, for example. So what the UK UK have got exemptions for expats, but it's not universal anymore since April 2020. So we need to look at that. The one good news is, is that uh, lottery wins, um, premium bond wins, remain capital gains tax free. So any anything that you win on a lottery or in a betting shop or uh, premium bonds it, it is is capital gains tax free, as is investing in in UK government gilts. Um, but then everything else, as we've said before, uh, company shares, uh, dividends, um, uh, sorry, company shares, uh, uh, not their dividends, the, the sale of the shares, uh, investments, property uh, and business, all, all those valuables all come under capital gains tax. Now, if a business is being sold um, between the partners, then it's still a taxable event. If the assets are held by an individual, there's always one type of uh, status which is slightly different, and that's when they're a married couple. So a married couple in in law generally and in English law are a legal entity which are the same. So if they own property or business in joint names, um, then it transfers between them is capital gains tax free um, as long as they're not divorced and they're not separated so if you're living together in a business um, you can gift to each other um, and 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 uh, avoid capital gains tax but once uh, if a business partners are not married or if business partners are separated or divorced um, or if property owners are not married or, or or not um, or separated or not or divorced, then the cap the gifts between the partners are a capital gains tax event. So it's quite important there. So if you are going to get um, divorced, that in your financial separation you, you make the gifts while you're still together amicably before you leave, because then you could have the the cost and delay of a, a divorce plus. Um, a capital gains tax to pay, never a good idea. Um, <clears throat> and and ICES and PEPs in the UK are, 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 as investment holdings never count for capital gains tax. So just bear that in mind um, when you're holdings. But those type of holdings can be held by people and created in the UK, but they're not uh, things that can be um, held um uh, or added to sorry they're not things that can be added to by expats living and working board they can be held and sold without a capital gain in the uk but they're, they're not uh, they haven't got any other function um the if you collect something and it accumulates a value um football posters signatures or something like that those personal collections can be sold they only become uh, liable for capital gains tax if the sales value is over 
uh, 6,000. So if you've got an old painting or an old piece of furniture that you sell for a couple of thousand, that doesn't even come onto the capital gains tax register. If it sells for 10,000, then you're, you, you've got a liability there. So selling the family silver can become a, a taxable uh, event as well. The big change in the UK for UK residents and non-residents, expats, is the same, is that capital gains tax was introduced um, on, to a much higher level on UK property. So uh, uh, business assets being sold um, uh, are one thing, and those business assets could include property. Um, crypto exchange tokens being sold are a capital gains tax liability. Um, but when something involves UK residential property, capital gains tax will apply. And it doesn't matter whether it's an individual, a company, a trustee, an estate, a personal representative, or holding company overseas um, selling the property. can't make it up can you so i don't have my uh, uh studio i'm not in my studio and uh alarm went off which was going to disturb us so um there's definitely going to be a re-record of this video <clears throat> so um so from 2020 april 2020 uh, all uk residential property is, is taxed whether it's owned the taxable entity is is a company an individual, a trust, a holding company, an estate, a personal representative, whether they're offshore or onshore, they're going to be taxed. And UK residential property capital gains tax is higher than the normal tax rate. So UK will pay 10 or 20% capital gains tax, but it rises to 28% on, on residential property. So th there are some ways to uh, avoid capital gains on UK property, uh, but that is a very, very narrow window. And beyond that, everything is, is taxed, irrespective of whether the beneficial owner is an expat living and working abroad or whether they're a UK tax resident. So the, 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 there's much to do to consider how you can avoid those um, profitable investments in UK property and business that actually now might fall under capital gains tax when you're selling them. So let's have a look a bit more deeply about how UK um, expats are affected with their UK capital gains uh, situation. Um, any expat who sells uh, a UK uh, liable capital gains tax can defer the capital gains liability for up to five years. So if you're selling business assets or crypto tokens and you're an expat, you, you potentially can avoid that that capital gains liability altogether. So by staying outside the UK for five years, this only applies to uh, shares, uh, share sales, business sales, investment sales, commercial property or business assets. So if you've got a, um, a business um, asset, which is an intangible asset because it's a brand or uh, 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 um, something that is beyond uh, 
the um, it's not a physical asset it's an intangible asset it's a royalty it's a license um it, it's a customer base or it's a technology or it, it's a fitting uh, it, it's a factory fittings or what have you all those business assets can be potentially exempt from capital gains tax if by, by when sold by an expat um what an expat can't use this five-year deferment to avoid capital gains tax for is uk residential property and it doesn't matter whether it, it's it's um a, a property that's uh a fully uh, residential or whether it is partially residential um even if it's a company if if the business assets are the underlying holdings then there's going to be a capital gains tax liability on it in the future um for that so and 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 even if the expat the expat needs to be careful that this exemption for five years it generally today when we get asked the question we we talk to clients in terms of it's five years but in the past it's been five full tax years so it depends about what your dates and your movements are and what the type of assets are when the property was sold is there a gain but uk property assets uh, being sold now are liable for capital gains tax and those capital gains tax returns do need to be submitted within um, a, a couple of months 60 days of the conveyance being completed I'm quite surprised they didn't insist that the capital gains tax assessment is is not submitted uh, prior to a completion of the conveyance it would seem to make sense um, for the uk to do that but they're not doing that at the moment they're doing it uh, pending that so uh, we'll see if that changes in, in future years um, <clears throat> so uh, an expat leaving the UK has potentially got the opportunity to defer any capital gains tax liability on many capital gains events, but not involving UK residential property, even if the beneficial owner is, is offshore, even if it's a company or a holding company or what have you. So uh, the, the, there are different strategies that need to be adopted for UK um, pro residential property investment. Um, not least um, when when the purchase is being made. So, you know, we can consider that later. In, in, essentially, if you've got a holding of UK property and the use is not uh, own a main UK residential property, you should plan and anticipate paying capital gains tax up to 28% on that, unless you do something which is within the, the guidelines and, and the rules. Um, expats, numbers and expats returning to the UK and using the split year rules, I've still got some interesting questions to address. Um, anybody who's a UK resident or, uh, um, or returning expat has got potentially a liability to, to um, a foreign income. Now, all UK tax residents have got a liability to income and capital gains and foreign income. But um, they've also got a, li a liability when they're doing a split year. You still potentially got that liability to gains over foreign gains as well. But the split year can protect you from foreign income. So this is the key issue. So if you've got a gain from abroad on a, a split year, you can still potentially be liable 
for double taxation on that capital gain back in the UK, coming into the UK. However, uh, using the split year rules, you can use it to protect uh, income that you've earned abroad up until the time that you come back back into the UK. Any income after returning to the UK can be earned in in um, uh, can be taxed in the UK, but only from the date of your return. You effectively get your your split tax year is is the tax year split in two two mini tax years, one for abroad and one for the UK. And, and it protects those gains and income over the two periods. Um, if your days in the UK or your years in the UK, if you've only been outside the UK for a short period of time, then you can get a scenario. You can get a scenario where um, the um, the, the the tax liability becomes due anyway. So you could be claim, trying to claim the five-year rule to avoid the capital gains tax, but it doesn't work uh, in the essence of um, it, if you've only been out for a short period of time. So if you're on a short contract uh, of a year, two years, and coming back to the UK, having previously lived and worked in the UK, that foreign earnings or any foreign gains could still fall under a, a UK tax liability. So you need to consider that uh, quite um, significantly. Okay, so what we've looked at today is is when capital gains tax are to be applied. What we do for our retained clients, we'll have a, a deep dive specific email, which looks at um, a vlog and worksheet and guide that can get access to it, no additional uh, charge. Um, the live webinar you can attend and, and, and get the general overview. If you've got if you've got any questions, you can contact us at projectpartnership.com. You can uh, go along to our website and chat with us live and, uh, and get uh, a book a free review with one of our advisors at projectpartnership.co.uk. Um, anybody that's listening through our initial technical errors apologies again we'll do a live rerun and uh, we'll share that on youtube and we'll show it directly to you to all those that are registered and are subscribing so uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time uh, contact us at productpartnership.com if we can if you've got any questions about living and working abroad thank you